Man, this thought cast is uh, doing something to me on a physical level. Mm, that sounds a little brown chicken, round round, but that's that's not that's not how I mean that. Um, I don't know. It's like as I do this show, and as I actually vocalize the thoughts in my head, I feel better. I do. Like I feel more healthy. I don't know what that is. Um, it's exciting to maybe be so vulnerable and post these things out about anything that I'm thinking. And um, I don't care too much about feedback at all. Like I always, not always, but recently, I felt like if I ever got famous, I would not be too trapped within the comments thread because I know people are going to come out of nowhere and everywhere and any place and every place and no place and all the places just to to say, you fucking suck, I hate you. How can you say that one thing? You're evil, you're the antichrist, blah, 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 blah. I know that's gonna happen, but I just, I don't know, I don't care. I've always been really um, okay with rejection in a way. If I had a superpower, it would be that I'm just fine with you telling me how you feel. Yeah, some sometimes I might um, push back on that only because I don't know. Of course, I have my own beliefs and things. But at the end of the day, I just don't feel that rejection is real. I think rejection is this just illusion, you know, because I feel so much in my soul that we are all going to end up back at the same place combined with source, you know, like we're all going back to source. So you rejecting me in this one small moment in time is not reality to where we will all end up. So I don't know. I've always felt that. I've not been able to actually say that in a way that made sense growing up because, man, I remember one of the first things, first rejections that I went through was like in third grade. I had this crush on this girl and me and my sister went to pretty much an all-white school. Um, There were some black kids speckled in there throughout the years, but at the end of it, it was just me and my sister were the only black kids. But I remember really liking this girl and um, her friend came up and told me and she's like, uh, she said she would like you if you were white. And I remember just being like, oh, well, that makes sense. It's like, that's not anything that I can, you know, do. I can't just turn white unless I just Michael Jackson or something. But I was just like, oh, well, eh, I guess if that's how she feels, then I guess this thing can't be. And maybe I was slightly sad about it, but it really didn't have that big of an effect on me. And I've always just been okay with being rejected, you know? And uh, I've been rejected a lot. <laughs> and I'm really okay with that. Because it does. it's not true. It's true in the sense of they at that moment don't want to have any connection with you or the, t- the same kind of connection that you want with them. So I appreciate the honesty of it instead of just being like gaslit, like lit up and then believing in something that's not true. So I appreciate the honesty in it. So that's another powerful aspect of rejection. And then, then there's the illusionary, illusory, illu- the, the fake part where it's just like, that's not what I believe reality is. I believe we are all one, we're all connected, and we're all supposed to have very deep connections with everybody who's ever lived. I think 
that's how life's going to be at one point. When we return back to source, we are all going to be very, 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 very good friends. We will spend infinite amount of time one-on-one with everybody. And that's fucking crazy. Me and Genghis Khan will be best friends at some point. That's what I believe. Me and Hitler. People don't want to hear that shit, you know? They want to cut these people off and be separate from them because they did such and such really bad things. And yeah, maybe they are really bad things. They manipulated a lot of people's free will. They killed and harmed, hurt a lot of people. But these are still emanations and divine sparks of God that experience these things. And I believe that God and love never fails. So at some point, all of these things will come back to source in a place of harmony. And the dissonance will fade away for forever. So I'm excited to talk to everybody on that level when we get there, if we get there. Because reality might not be that, you know? What if reality is just this random explosion that happened and through all these random scientific changes that happened in the atmosphere and in the space nebulas? (laughs) And here we are today. Maybe that's what reality is and we just have just this moment. Just to fight with our genetic makeups and try to mold them into what we believe they should be so that we can be happy and experience the things we want to experience in this short little blip of time before we go back into nothingness. That could be reality too. And if, if that's the case, then, then I don't understand how people just don't live it up every single day, you know? And maybe they are in their own ways, but what I'm feeling a lot of times in the world is people are not doing that. I think they're they're playing it safe a lot of times and hoping for, oh, if I just do these things and these things, I can get to a place in my future where maybe I'll be able to do that. I think that's just karma. <laughs> I think that feeling is just like you stuck in this karmic loop until you escape that and realize I just have to do whatever I need to do in that day. And realize that happiness comes from me acting authentically and chasing the things that I'm passionate about. And not being responsible in the sense to society, to this, I don't know, what is the thing? People always say that time is a a construct. Yeah, this construct of society that we've built up and we think we need to operate within this matrix so that I can get the things I want later on in life. When all you're doing is just like giving the things that other people want to them now so that they they can take those things and keep controlling the matrix. Ooh, I think Mish Mish is awake. Hold, please. All right, little Mish Mish is here now. Drinking her milk. She might hit some buttons or something might happen, but uh, where was I? God might exist or God might not exist, and I have to be okay with either one of those things and act in a way that's very genuine and authentic in any one of those realities because that's the spectrum of life that we live in. There might be a God. There might not be a God. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaning more of the side that uh, there's got to be a God. (laughs) This is way too specific. feels way too simulated. 
there's way too much shit going on, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just, if you give time a lot of time, time will make some shit happen. I guess that's the argument. Who knows? If I'm not some eternal being and I don't know anything about time, then that could be what happens. I'm just excited to see what happens when I die, you know? Because I get really into watching um, the near-death experience videos. And those people, oh man, once they die and come back, it is like life-changing. And they really believe that there's some other plane of existence where they think that this is just completely an illusion, just a video game where everything melts away and all they feel is love and happiness and connection to everything. And I want to experience that. I don't know if I want to do it through a near-death experience because I don't know if I would come back. And yes, of course, I have my daughter, my Mish Mish, my responsibilities on this planet, but... In the grand scheme of everything, if that place is real and true, then it doesn't require me to be here to hold reality together for anybody. <laughs> but I would love to have the memories and continue this life. But if I don't, then no, I'm good. If that's what life is. And if it's going back into nothingness, then it doesn't matter anyways, because we're all going to be back with source anyways. The source of everything is nothing. Okay, there's no God. Well, we're still going back to that, which I guess I have to be okay with that too. But in the end, I really do believe that acting authentic is the key to at least living the life that you want and not doing things because... People are tricking you into doing them. Because I feel like a lot of things operate off of manipulation and fear in this world. And I think that's why I just have no desire to go back into the workforce and do something that just doesn't, doesn't inspire me. I have no passion behind. Even if I'm good at it and I can make decent money. Because I've gone those routes before. I feel like I've made really good money. I've worked in tech. Had a lot of different interesting jobs. I've stand, I stood on the mountains of my dreams before. And then I'm just like, all right, this view, this view kind of sucks. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. So I had to move on. And now, I don't know, after living in the, out on the farm for a while, I learned so many important life lessons out on the farm as I was just living in my realest, most authentic expression just a crazy man out in the woods trying to figure out life, foraging, looking for food, connected to nature every day, waking up when I wanted to, working when I wanted to, be like 2, 3 a.m., I'm just walking through the woods, chopping down trees, building things, lighting campfires, struggling in every sense of the word, but just feel like I'm on the greatest adventure ever. I do miss the farm and it does hurt me right now because it's winter time and winter on the farm ah is so fun so does if you see me getting in little moods even if like it's a bright sunny day outside and I'm just like ah it's because it's so much fun on the farm at this time of year but I'm also learning that I can take happiness into any moment that I want I am the co-creator of my reality 
It's me, my higher self, and God creating this reality. Okay, I'm trying to feed you, baby. Or are you just wanting to, what do you want? Well, so I believe anyways. Huh. But going through, I guess the biggest lesson, um, and also tie this in back into what me and Josh talked about in one of the newer episodes of Flavor Kids, just... Okay, okay, Mish Mish, wait up. I'm trying to think about what to say when I come back, and I'm just like, that's not what this is about. This isn't about trying to think. This is about just expressing. Turn it on and express. Hmm. So, um, yeah, the farm uh, taught me a lot about myself. And it was cool having Dallas out there, too, with me and uh, bouncing things off him and us driving each other crazy with our egos, you know, because anytime you live with another person, your egos are going to eventually start rubbing together because that's I think that's what they're designed to do. I think egos are just here to polish our being, you know, egos rubbing against each other. And then the beam comes out all shiny. And the ego just drops away and you become your true self, your higher self. So thanks, egos. <laughs> but one of the things uh, on the farm that was a very big, um, big turning point was uh, just my relationship with money. Because I've always felt like I've had to, I don't know, I guess starting out, I always wanted to make a lot of money or start a company, sell the company, and then just have a lot of money just to be like an angel investor or venture capitalist. That was always my dream job. And just be able to help people around me build the businesses that they want to build. And that sounded like a really fun job. But then that kind of shifted into, um, I don't know, just needing what I needed to get through that day. And what I thought I needed at that time was just like, I need to pay my cell phone bill, which is like the big one and or any other like little subscriptions to things that I needed. But I was always like, I don't want to buy a house. I think I, I knew that. I think I've always known that at some point, some level. And like uh, buying a truck or a car, like that sounds good, but I'd rather just have the money in cash because I do see that as like a, a trap, especially that credit card debt. Like I've ran up one credit card before. It's like $3,000, $4,000, something like that. And um, I was like, oh man, this is this is a trap. And when I was making really good money doing like web development, um. I had so I had so much I was only making like forty eight thousand dollars a year, but that was a lot of money to me, especially in like two thousand and twelve or something like that. And working downtown in Austin with a startup company, and like I just don't spend money really like that. And yeah, I've always had this weird, weird relationship with money. But after doing that and getting that job and knowing that I could and then having better offers than that that I turned down because I just knew I would be enslaved into the corporation. Like when I had the job offer from IBM making way more money, I was just like, oh, I can't do it. It's like there's something in my soul that says don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I always think about like if I would have taken that job, how my life would have turned out. Like I think it would still have ended up similar I would have burnt out, 
doing some job that I didn't love, I wasn't passionate about, and passion is such a huge thing in my life. Like, I will wear down so fast if I don't believe in something. <laughs> Misha's over there eating her toes right now and screaming at me. But, yeah, but back to the farm. When I made it out to the farm and I thought that I had all my money shit kind of, uh, it's, it, it flows in and out. Like I definitely was making less than, mm, ooh, probably less than $5,000 a year, but I was still pretty good. Most of these things are coming in through either weird odd jobs of DoorDash and uh, scooters. And I'd have like family donations to the farm since I'm out there and I'm trying to build up our ancestral land. Like, you know, people would throw me some bucks every now and then. They believe in the dream. I appreciate that family. I definitely do. But I came to a point where the donation stopped coming in to the farm. Um, I stopped doing scooters. I stopped doing DoorDash. And like, I didn't have a lot of money anyways, but it was just slowly dwindling out. And as it was dwindling, I was getting more and more stressed out about, oh man, how am I going to pay my phone bill? I'm just out here in the middle of the woods. If my phone bill goes down and something happens, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like getting into these stress, stress and fear loops. And then one day, I stopped paying my phone bill. I missed my date. And my phone stays on for a while. And then it finally cuts off. So first I'm thinking, oh, it's some magic thing if I don't have to pay my cell phone bill. Like, it's just going to stay on anyways. Maybe God's making my cell phone bill stay on. <laughs> nah, it was probably just some grace period thing in the contract. But I get to the point where they cut my phone off. And it's like the biggest relief because the fear, the thing I feared the most about money at that time came true, came to fruition. And I'm like, oh, I'm here now. I'm in this void of I don't have a phone and I live in the woods. <laughs> and it was great. It was the greatest thing that that happened to me, I feel like. And then... And this is the point. This is the uh, part where Des is even pregnant, and I'm about to come back to Austin and start my life here with her and uh, and Misha. And I don't have the phone, and I am this crazy man that just got my um, partner pregnant, <laughs> lives in the woods, and I could see how that would look to a lot of people as like irresponsible. This guy's terrible terrible person to be with he doesn't got his shit together at all and I just did not give a fuck I was so happy because I was like I know that I'll be there when when I need to be there I know Des is good I believe in I don't know that this this reality works on different circumstances than the ones that are forced down your throat and I was okay with that and so I leave the farm, barely any money in my pocket, barely any gas in my tank. And it's still a two-hour drive back to Austin. And I remember pulling over and getting like, I had to walk up to the little thing and I was like, can I get 63 cents on pump number two? <laughs> because at this point, I'm trying so hard not to ask anybody for money and just trust the process. So I'm not going to hit my parents up or my sister and be like, hey, can I get like $5 for gas? Because I feel like that would start a new loop of of something that I did not want to be a part of to where they think that I am way more irresponsible than maybe I am. Cause I'm just experimenting with life at this point and seeing if I can tap into something else and flow with life 
and know that everything that I need will come to me. I really need to like experience that. So it was very hard not to just, hey man, can I borrow five bucks? Can I borrow 10 bucks? I just need to get back to Austin. Oh, but I did. I knew that would open up a portal to some place I did not want to go and restart a loop I did not want to be a part of. So I got my 63 cents worth of gas and I was like, I'm probably not going to make it. But I rolled in on fumes and when I got back on that 63 cents of gas, I knew there was a God. <laughs> okay, I, I amped that up a little bit more than I, I just knew that. Yeah, I guess so. There was a God in some in some sense, and I I feel like I could tap into something. But that was a very very important part of my life, and that was the start of just living in this void. So I go from um, being this crazy man in the woods, living off grid, to like this super cush life, being a stay at home dad, which I love too. And I just love how you never know where you're gonna go from year to year at all. You have no idea. And I don't want control of that either. I wanna go to where I feel like I'm called to go to. And it was hard for me to come back here because it is, very much more matrixy out here. You know, you're not living in the wild. This feels like I'm living in the zoo. Feels like I'm a caged animal. And yes, like there's things that are provided to me that are very nice, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like, do you think the lion really wants to be in a cage being fed all day or he wants to hunt? And I feel that. But I'm very appreciative at the same time. And I go back and forth. And I think the only way for me to get through this next cycle and live... Um, or just evolve like my consciousness is to be thankful for the things that I have now, the things that does does provide, even though if it was completely up to me, we would be living in the woods, just figuring it out with all the assets and blessings that we do have. I feel like between me and her, like we're good to figure out anything in life that comes at us, you know? But at this point and where she is with her process, I'm completely fine stepping in and just being that support figure in her life as she figures out what she wants to do next. Because at the end of the day, I shouldn't be getting so moody or mad that I'm not in a place that I want to be in. I feel like there's so much to learn about yourself when you are in places that, you know, maybe you don't want to be in at that moment, which could be at a job that you hate. Or it could be in a city that you don't want to live in or, or anything. But I couldn't have done that at all if I didn't chase my dreams out in the middle of nowhere and be out on the farm and figure out a lot of shit about myself and become comfortable in my own skin. So if anything, this podcast is about we have to act authentic at all, at all costs. That is huge. It has to be huge, no matter what side of the spectrum you believe. Unless you think you need to appear in such a way as to get certain things in life, you know. And if, if that's you, nah, by all means, go down that road. That's, that's an experience. If you can experience it, go experience it if you think you need to. Because I don't know what the fuck reality is. Okay, Mish Mish. Would you like daddy to come um, 
What do you want now? You've had your breakfast. You've had your diaper changed. You want to play? Okay, I think baby's bored. We'll wrap that there. <laughs>